Do you ever find yourself at a loss for words when praying to God? Or do you often find yourself distracted by the ever-running to-do list in your head that you lose focus during your prayer time? Girl, you are not alone. Prayer can sometimes feel so unnatural, although it's the most natural thing you could do. Rachel Britton, a British-born author, writer, and speaker, inspires women to pray naturally and become more comfortable and confident in their conversations with God. She states, the more you practice prayer, the more comfortable you will become. So lean in as we discuss simple, effective ways you can find a deeper connection with Jesus during your prayer time and how to navigate the situations when you are at a loss for words or your mind takes you elsewhere. Settle in and let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith inspired to tackle every area of life career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it, keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl, let's get it. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Faith Inspired Podcast. Today we are talking about prayer. Prayer is a beautiful opportunity to connect with God, but often I find myself at a loss for words or highly distracted by the tasks of the day. From the moment I wake up in the morning, I have a to-do list running in my head and the thoughts of what I need to get done or what I want to achieve rush over me. And I find that when I sit down for my morning time with God, I don't know what to say or where to start or my mind wanders. If I don't have a good devotional to guide me, I'm lost. And I want that beautiful connection with Jesus every morning. And I end up feeling defeated as I walk away from my time with him, knowing that I missed the mark. And as I've spoken with many women about this topic, I've realized that I'm not alone. And that is why I've asked Rachel Britton to be on the show with me today to talk about tangible ways you and I can pray when we don't know what to say or when those pesky wandering thoughts just will not go away. Rachel is a British-born author, writer, and speaker, inspiring women in praying naturally and becoming comfortable and confident in their conversations with God. This topic couldn't have come at a better time for me, and so I hope it helps you as much as I believe it will help me. So Rachel, thank you so much for being on the show today. Erica, thank you so much. It's great to be here with you. Thank you so much. So let's just get started by telling a little bit um, about yourself professionally and personally. Yeah, well, as you said, you can tell from my accent that I grew up in England and uh, my husband and I, we moved to the States with his job in 1995. We lived in London at the time. I was working for the BBC. I was working in uh, newspaper and magazine publishing. I loved my job with the BBC. I was climbing the career ladder. Uh, we just bought the house of our dreams. And I decided that I was ready to start a family. 
And uh, I discovered, like yourself, that my story was not going as planned. <laughs> <laughs> so the day I discovered I was pregnant, my husband was actually in Massachusetts. Um, and he called me to say that he'd been offered a job. His company wanted him to move to the U.S. And my news for him was that we were expecting our first baby. Oh, my goodness. Big news yeah. on both parts. <laughs> Definitely. And then it took a long time for his visa to come through. And I was half hoping it wouldn't because those nesting instincts had just kicked in. But six weeks after our baby girl was born, we had one-way tickets to Boston. And uh, we flew and, uh, yeah, we left the UK and arrived here. I think it was one of the hardest experiences in my life. You know, I left my career. I left a city that I loved living in. I left my friends and we, I moved to a place where I didn't know anybody. So fast forward two years later, we decided that we'd have a second child because, you know, hey, now we knew what we were doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how you're feeling. Yes, yes. And then to our surprise at my first scan, we discovered that I was expecting twins. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, twins ran in the family, but I didn't know, you know, I never thought that it would be me who would have them. I had to have an emergency C-section when they were born. So like your story, mm -hmm. Erica, I didn't witness their birth and uh, nor did my husband because he wasn't allowed in the uh, operating theater. So, um, you know, I'm grateful that they were, they were delivered safely, but it's actually, you know, very hard not experiencing their mm -hmm. birth. Then mm -hmm. uh, at seven weeks old, they contracted uh, meningitis and spent two weeks in hospital. But I have to say, and now they are healthy. Georgia Max are 24 years old and my daughter is 26 years old. So I think through that experience, I renewed my faith in God. I kind of left him out of my life when I was living in London. You know, other things had got in the way, certainly my career and my friends, and I couldn't really see God. But with all those things out of the way and um, really in a pace of desperation, I turned to him and uh, he answered my prayer. I renewed my faith and I had this eagerness to go to um, seminary to learn more. I thought if I'm really going to believe this stuff, then, you know, I want to learn as much as I can. And while I was at seminary, the one of the final courses I took was uh, the practice of prayer course. And it just had a huge impact on my life. And uh, that's how I began my journey with prayer and um God's calling on my life to help others to pray as well. Wow. What an amazing story. And Rachel, that just as you were talking about your experience, and I I apologize, I had forgotten about that, that we had that conversation. And it's so just so funny how community is just so good because as you were saying that, I was like, oh yeah, she did experience. <laughs> she had that experience as well. And not that I want you to have that experience at all. Nobody should have that experience. It was like, I'm not alone and not seeing my child's birth and, and my husband not being there as well. And yeah, just the, the craziness of like leaning on God in that season, which I'm sure, like, as you said, brought you to, you know, digging into him deeper and wanting to go to seminary school and then bringing um, you to 
finding, you know, this really passion about prayer. And so for prayer, it's just so interesting as you were saying that, that to me, a light bulb kind of went off of like, it's, it's a, I hate to say like, it's a special skill set to have, but it, it really is like, it's something, you know, how, how yogis work on yoga and they, they practice yoga and they, how they get really intentional about what they do with that. I think having that same view about prayer is something that Christians should have is like, you know, continuing to try and the word practice name may not be the best word, but continuing to go to God and trying to refine those skills to have that conversation and that deeper relationship with the Lord. So I think my first question diving into things is like, how does one do that? Where, where do you start? Because as I had said before, um, at the beginning of the podcast, you know, there, you know, I wake up having a job and a child and running faith and gather and all that in the morning, like I already have a to-do list kind of running in my head and it's hard to, sit down with the Lord and just focus on what to say to him. And at a lot of times I'm at a loss at what to say, um, other than like, you know, more of my complaints <laughs> that I may have. I think those are always easy for us to be like, Lord, can you change us please? But where does one start when you just don't know what to pray or what to say to the Lord? Mm, yeah. And I, I agree. It's just, um, so, so difficult and it's a, a constant struggle. But a couple of the things that I like to do, one of them is just show up with God. You know, those words in the Bible, be still and know that I am God. And I just love to acknowledge who he is and who I am in relation to him. And quite often, I do a physical exercise with my prayer. That's how I start. And it's just very simply that I stretch up my arms to God in praise and just spend a few minutes or actually not even a few minutes. It can be just a minute where I'm just um, acknowledging who he is, how majestic he is, you know, his magnificence, um, his wisdom, and then I bend down and touch my toes in humility and spend a few seconds, maybe a minute, just humbly before him, recognizing, you know, what he has done for me through his son and, uh, you know, recognizing that I often don't feel worthy, but he, you know, he doesn't want me to stay there. So that's quite often one way that... I start praying to God. Really, it's not using words. It's just being present with him and acknowledging in my heart who he is and who I am. So that's one thing I do. The second is I like to let God speak to me. Like most people, when I wake up in the morning, I, the first thing I do is reach for my phone and there's that temptation to read notifications or messages that have come in, to read the news, look at my email. But I force myself to spend those first few minutes with God. And um, it can be as simple as reading a Bible verse on Bible Gateway, or I have a Bible plan that I'm following. At the moment this year, it's the historical books of the Bible or the um, Bible app. 
I'm also reading one of their plans, which is actually on prayer at the moment. And I just ask God to speak to me. And I just really want to lean in and hear from him. I don't always hear something profound, but quite often his word definitely speaks to me. And then I can respond to that, whether it's, you know, in asking for forgiveness for something that I feel I'm not doing, or again, just acknowledging, giving him praise, or even, you know, then turning my thoughts to a need that I have. I just loved how you were really, you used your posture of your heart and also the posture of your body to one, you said to praise him. I love that. That's just like the lifting up of the hands, really praise him, stretch your body. And there's something for those that do yoga or Pilates or just like stretching your body, that release that you feel. And then so that feeling, that physical feeling, and then also that mental and spiritual connection that you're having as you're raising your hands up to him. And then as the loved the, you know, humbling yourself and bending yourself down, I think, you know, not many Christians and, and I, Sometimes we'll do this and sometimes not actually like getting on my hands and knees. So not many of us Christians actually like position our bodies in a way of posture to the Lord. We position our heart, but not our bodies. So I loved how you were talking about doing the combination of both and really getting yourself to focus that way. And then also using like those resources to let God speak to you. So you know, you're reading a Bible verse or having a Bible plan or using the Bible app as well. Are there other resources that individuals can use to kind of posture their heart or really connect with the Lord to try to hear him more rather than just kind of sitting there? I think it's good to like sit in silence a lot of times and see if God speaks to you. But again, for me, sometimes I'm just like, okay, I don't hear you, Lord. And then I just get my total American self of like, I'm rushed and I'm impatient and I just can't sit here. And so rather than fighting those feelings, having a resource to go to where maybe he can speak to me through that. So where are some resources people can can use to help further that connection with him? I certainly have uh, many resources of my own on my website that, um, you know, I really want to help people, mostly women, in the practice of prayer, I recognize, you know, there are lots of books out there that teach us about prayer, but often it's really hard to translate that into practice. So I have um, many resources on my site. Some of them, you know, are 10 ways to pray when you need courage. And they're very simple, short prayers that can be used. I really like to make prayer easy and accessible for people because I think you know time is always precious and it's always yes sorry I'm not quite sure what to say did that answer your question yes 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 absolutely and you had mentioned you know before when we were previously talking about you know when we're praying with the Lord I think so often I am guilty of this of trying to 
dress it up a little bit and, and try to make it sound better than what it is. And, um, just right now, you know, I'm going through just difficult situations in life, being pregnant and dealing with all the the fun things of, um, being a young mom. And so I just have honestly been going to the Lord with like, just, I feel like just like word vomit lately, but I feel like it's, it's made me feel a little bit better. And I have been connecting him a little bit more, you know, and just, you had mentioned before, just like practicing those honest prayers when we had spoken prior to recording the episode. So any other examples like that? Yeah. And I certainly agree with that. I know that some of my readers have, you know, said, I just seem to, to word vomit to God. And I think he doesn't mind, to be honest, because we are being honest with him. And I, I feel, you know, I often think about when I was a kid and I, my mother used to dress me up to go to church, which I absolutely hated because I was a little, <laughs> little bit of a tomboy and I just wanted to wear my shorts and she would make me put on a dress. And, you know, even though there's nothing wrong with dressing up to go to church, but we know that that really doesn't make much difference to God because he looks beyond our outward appearance Mm-hmm. and into our heart and I think sometimes we feel that when we come to pray we have to do the same thing obviously we want to give God the respect that he's due but he can look beyond those outward expressions of prayer to really see what's going on in our heart and our minds he knows our thoughts he knows what we're going to say before we actually so we can be so honest with him uh, when we pray you know we can really say how we feel and often I pray in that way I find myself especially in the middle of the night if I wake up worrying about something then that's when it all pours out to God and um, as Jesus says you know come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and find rest so I feel like God's big enough to um, to take our honesty, how we're feeling, the words that we really want to use when we speak to him, and he can deal with that. Yeah, so much so. And you'd mentioned, you know, the middle of the night stuff. I, I uh, Because I have a little one in my belly, I have to get up in the middle of the night quite a bit right now to go to the bathroom. And a lot of times I can't fall back asleep. It's just really difficult for me to do that. And I do feel, you know, I've heard this before that, you know, there are times, well, one, you know, I am pregnant, so I'm just going to get up. But two, you know, there are times where the Lord will call you just to be awake, to spend time with him and sit with him. And so if you're struggling, you know, laying awake in the middle of the night, that might be a good time for you just to like sit and have those honest conversations with the Lord and just be like, okay, Lord, you know, a lot of times I lay there and I've said, okay, Lord, I'm up what do you want me to do with this time? How do you want me to connect with you? Who do you want me to pray for? Um, and then he will give me, I mean, not all the time, but he'll give me answers. And so I'll just pray through those. And then eventually I find myself actually feeling a little more restful and then falling asleep, <laughs> thankfully to get, get some more sleep. So I really, really enjoy how you, um, how you put that. One of the really, really main points that I want to talk about, because as I had said, uh, I'm busy, I have my to-do list, I've got 
the rush of the day. And I'm just like, I'm a type A person. I like to check things off the list. So I am easily distracted by the things that I want to do and the goals that I want to achieve. And I know that Satan is the perfecter of distraction. And especially for me during my time with God, he really tries to get in there. And I just constantly have like these wandering thoughts where I just can't specifically focus. You know, I'll be praying for one thing and then all of a sudden my mind goes to something completely different, totally random. So how can we deal with those pesky thoughts when we pray to really just get back and recenter and connect with Jesus? Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Wandering thoughts or these random thoughts come into your mind. And I just, I just feel like you said that, you know, the enemy just so much wants to distract us from starting to pray or even when we are praying you know he just it just seems that he's um trying to stop us because the well he knows that prayer is powerful and effective Mm -hmm. so some time ago I um we have a family prayer list members of our family who we pray for on certain days of the month and on this particular occasion on this particular day, I mean, it was to pray for my cousin. And I started to pray for him and then immediately got distracted. I couldn't stop thinking about his his mother, my aunt and my sister, and they'd been together in um, London for a day and my sister had told me all about it and I was thinking this over. I realised what I was doing and thought, okay, I must get back to praying for my cousin. I tried to start again. And then immediately I started thinking about my sister again and my aunt and uh, what they had been doing. And on this particular occasion, I just asked for the Holy Spirit to show me why I was getting so distracted. And I was actually on a prayer walk at the time and walking around the track in our town. So I just walked for like another lap. And as I was thinking about it, I suddenly realized that the reason I was so obsessed with my sister and my aunt was that I was actually very jealous of the time that they'd had together. I was over here in America. Our mother had uh, recently passed away. And, um, you know, I wanted a a relationship with my aunt that I saw my sister had got. And in those moments, I realized that if I hadn't recognized those jealous thoughts, then they would have come out in some way in my relationship with my sister, either not, you know, phoning her or something else. So um, I was able to acknowledge that. And I was very grateful that I pursued those wandering, what I'd seen as wandering thoughts, but were actually very significant. Now, I don't always think that all our our wandering thoughts have to be so dramatic. Um, (laughs) But if you're like me, often those things that you're thinking about are really our worries and our concerns that are consuming us. You know, the Bible says to pray about everything it says to not be anxious but to take everything in every situation by prayer to God even though it's hard to do uh, when our minds wander we can actually be mindful of that 
and just turn those simple thoughts into a, into a prayer. Wow. I love that story. And it's really great that you, you know, you saw through those pesky thoughts to really what they truly were. And you were able to hit that head on and see that Satan was kind of playing in that as well, where that could have been a road where he really, um, messed with your life a little bit and messed with the relationship with your sister. And, um, you were able to see that through prayer. And so to not get so frustrated with yourself for me, I know I would probably get frustrated and be like, get your mind back on it, Erica, get back, get your mind back on your cousin. Mm-hmm. And I would be frustrated and to, to realize and recognize like, okay, actually maybe the Lord is bringing me to this new thought because this is something that I need to work on and to really sit on that. So recognizing those thoughts and being able to pause for a second and recognize it for what it is, you know, is it something that really is just like a a wandering thought and let's just get back to really having that connection? Or is that something that the Lord really wants you to work on that there might be something in your heart that you need to, to work on a little bit more? I know that you through your blogs and um, you just have a fantastic couple fantastic websites, but just, you know, how you have mentioned in those, like writing down your thoughts, praying out loud. I know that feels so uncomfortable for so many. And for me, it does as well, you know, and honestly, for me, it's tough to do it because I'm the first one up in the morning and I don't want to wake anybody up, but getting that out into the world, I think is so great. Um, you mentioned using, you know, your other senses, your touch, your sight. And I think that goes into also, you know, doing, you know, your morning where you do the stretch up to the Lord and then the, the stretch down to your feet, you know, using your physical body for that. And you'd mentioned the prayer walk. And I think when we had had our initial, like get to know you conversation, I've actually been implementing this. Now I try to do it on a daily basis is bringing your to-do list to God. So before I even start on my time with him, because I know that my thoughts are just kind of everywhere, especially when it comes to the to-do list stuff, I write down my to-do list and then I pray over it because that's something that you had told me that would just be a great tool to use. So now I sit there and I pray over my to-do list and I just say, Lord, if I am supposed to be doing all these things, you know, let it happen, let it happen your way, let them all have the glory go to you. But if there are things on this list that aren't important in my day, just let me be able to handle that and be able to just kind of let them go. So I think those are just beautiful thoughts that, you know, you had brought through your writing on your websites and then also the conversations that we had prior to this recording. Well, that's great. I'm really glad to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're more disciplined than I am. I do love praying over one's to-do list. But even if your listeners don't manage to do the all-in-one go, one thing I certainly like to do is even halfway through the day or if I know something important is coming up, just taking a few moments to pray about that there and then, you know, to really focus in on prayer just before um, if you have a meeting or you you know have an appointment at school with the teachers, building that into one's day, I think is really effective. Yeah, absolutely. So for the individuals, you know, we've been talking a lot as if um, the individuals listening really have already had an established relationship with Christ. And 
you know, have had at least a few years under their belt of being a Christian. <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it, but, you know, really kind of starting to try to hone in on those praying skills. But what if somebody is just brand new? You know, what if they really just made this decision yesterday or a couple months ago and they just don't know where to start? Where can they start? There are two of my favorite verses in the um, Bible. They're in Isaiah 65. And the first uh, verse is God. And he's saying, here I am, here I am. Um, It says, all day long I've been holding out my hands to people who walk in their own ways. And I just think it's a beautiful picture of our Heavenly Father standing with his arms open, waiting for people to come to him. And it makes me think about a mother with a baby who's just starting to walk and how, you know, we put the baby over the other side of the room and we move away and then we hold out our arms. And uh, that baby with their first steps is wobbly, but running into the, the arms of their parent. And I just think that's a beautiful picture of how we can think of about our relationship with God when we start praying that we're taking baby steps with him and he doesn't expect us to be absolutely perfect. He doesn't expect us to walk, you know, with firm steps, but it just brings a smile to his face that we're coming to him. Even if listeners are mature in their faith and they're still struggling. When I I told you about the practice of prayer course that I did at seminary, The first activity we had to do was to spend just five minutes imagining we were coming into God's throne room. And I imagined this, you know, beautiful room with marble pillars. Um, And as I thought about myself coming to God's throne, I realized that some things were stopping me and I couldn't get beyond that doorway to be with him It was because the professor had said, you know, come into God's throne room that I was obedient to do that. So I think sometimes, you know, even as mature Christians, we can still struggle, but we can still also take those baby steps just to step over that threshold and be with him. And then I love the words of Jesus when he says, seek and you will find. I think about how do we we seek God? We seek him humbly, honestly, and earnestly. You know, one of the most significant, well, the most significant prayer in my life was, I told you that time, we just moved to the States and I was very desperate. I didn't know how my life would go on because I felt so miserable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just prayed three words to God and that was God help me. And I knew that he heard me. But I think the reason why he heard me was because I was humble. I hadn't talked to him for a long time. I was turning to him. I was honest. It was just a sincere cry from my heart because I didn't know what else to do. I was earnest because I was was desperate. You know, seek and you will find me. And he definitely answered my prayer. I don't think we have to wait until we're desperate, though, to 
turn to God and, uh, you know, just make our prayers very simple to him, but just make them from the heart. Mm. So beautiful. Like you said, that picture of just the baby and walking and, and having him give you that space to learn and grow, but then also be there to catch you when you fall. Such a beautiful, beautiful picture. And just seeking him. Yeah, I think for individuals who are new to the faith, just really, and and people (laughs) new and old, just spending time with him, seeking him, whatever that may look like, your three-word prayer, like that can could be all it is to start. Or on certain days when you are busy or you just don't have the words, you know, there's verses about just like the, the the groans, you know, even like, even if you can't say anything, he understands your, your groans and your mumbling. And it's just that, that posture of your heart and being humble and really letting him in and letting him know that, you know, like, Lord, like, please just access me, access my heart, access my mind and um, really, you know, get to know my thoughts so we can grow together. So just so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Well, thank you so very much for all this amazing information. Um, it's just been so good. And as we'd talked about you, you know, you have some great handouts and takeaways, just some awesome downloads that the listeners could grab to really help them in their journey. You know, I downloaded a few and have done a few myself and they've just been super helpful. So could you tell our listeners where they could find those quick little downloads to help guide them on their prayer journey? Yeah, definitely. Well, if they go to rachelbritton.com, I don't know if you want me to spell that out or whether you'll just put it in the notes afterwards. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. And they can sign up. The first thing they will get when they sign up is um, four simple steps to creating a consistent prayer life. And then um, they will have access to my whole library of resources. Like I said, there are many short prayers that are based on scripture. Or there are other booklets like I have prayers for mothers and grandmothers. And then, well, they'll find everything there. But also, I just want to tell them about my Instagram account as well, which is, is called Prayer on the Go. And that has short prayers. Actually, they're not daily. They're every other day with nice images that most of my daughter has taken. (laughs) And also, actually, something I'm working on at the moment is uh, an e-book, which will be given free to my subscribers. And that's uh, 60 seconds and 60 days. And they're guided prayer prompts. I really like to be able to provide Uh, guided prayers with fill in the blanks because I know how difficult it is to know what to say so I give some words but I also give the opportunity to personalize those prayers as well so you can find everything on rachelbritton.com wonderful so many goodies and ladies I'm I'm serious she only mentioned a few of them but when we we were doing the prep for this podcast she was sending me a ton of attachments and then I went on her website to do some prep and research and I was like wow she she's got her stuff together there's there's a ton of resources out there so please go to her website and check it out or follow her on Instagram and I'm sure you would be fine if the listeners wanted to reach out to you as well 
and to connect. Well, thank you so very, very much, Rachel. Like it's been such a pleasure. And like I said, this is a topic that, you know, I have needed in my life right now. You know, just, um, I think we all go through seasons where we struggle to feel the connection. And so just these, these tidbits and bits and pieces of advice and resources really help with that guidance to feel a little bit better and feel that connection a little bit more with Jesus. So thank you so very much. Well, thank you. And I hope it's been an encouragement. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith-inspired.